Welcome to the Shining Light Podcast. This is Pastor Sam. And Patrick, no compromise with Evil Wyatt. And today we have a really, really interesting topic today because there's an ad from a church that I saw that we're going to be breaking down, and it is what I would call the inclusive church. Now, what comes to your mind, Patrick, when I say inclusive church? Uh, let's see, wicked, liberalism, worldly, um, there's a lot of different things come to my mind. <laughs> but when they specifically throw inclusive out there, one, what they're throwing out is the Bible. They're th- throwing out God's moral absolutes, the authority of the Bible. And they're saying that the ways of the world can somehow be merged with the idea of being a Christian. And we can all come together and be Christians no matter what sin we want to coddle or say is okay. Um, it goes in the world and it sounds pretty good, but it's certainly not biblical. And in fact, goes against everything that the Bible stands for. Christ didn't die so we could keep on sinning. He died for our sins, that we'd be saved from them and turned from them. The inclusive church seems to want you to think that be comfortable in your sin, come on in, and we can all be Christians. That just ain't so. Right. Now, I, I got to tell the story about how I, I found this here because, uh, you know, sometimes people, I think, really think that we go out of our way to, to dive into finding stuff and we're hunting high and low and turning over every rock and in trying to find all these heresies. Now, understand something. We, we do hunt for heresies some because... Uh, I believe that's part of being a good steward of, of what God has given us, is to be aware of what's going on, mm-hmm. uh, to, to be going out and looking and to expose the deeds of darkness. But but this is literally the story of what happened. I, I wake up one morning, grab my phone, because I one of the first things I do, this might be a habit that I need to break, but one of the first things I do is grab my phone and I look at Facebook. Well, that's generally one of the first things I do. You need a flip phone like mine, that won't be a problem. <laughs> oh, yeah, but but you got to be careful. You can't say, beam me up, Scotty, without, you know, I do going on an enterprise. I, I want to do that, actually. I do that sometimes just for the fun of it. But anyway. Yeah, so so, so here I am. I, I get on Facebook in the morning, and I'm looking, and here's a sponsored ad. So this is a, a, a local church. We're going to call it out by name because, I mean... We expose people by name. We're, we're not afraid to do that. If, if you're dumb enough to uh, to go into work for the devil, then we're going to go and call you out as a worker of the devil. And so that's important to look out. Well, they put their name out there, yeah, so why I mean, wouldn't we? Right. I mean, this was sponsored. They're probably going to be happy. This is probably going to be more people uh, that hear this ad uh, than what they were intending from beginning on this podcast. This is mm-hmm. this is great help for them. But here it is, a sponsored ad. I look at this, and it's, it's a church. It's got a great picture. It's a picture of two ladies. Uh, one is is whispering into the ear of another lady, and she's got like this uh, th- this surprised face and look to it. It's it's an interesting picture, and I mean, you know, it's one of those things. And it says Cedar Falls United Church of Christ right there. And so I'm like, oh, whoa, a church ad. This is this is kind of interesting. And it says, "Have you heard?" Is how it starts. I mean, wow, great marketing. I mean, it drew me in. I read the whole ad. Yes, you did. This was great. But, but let me go ahead and read everybody else the whole ad so that you can hear this. Have you heard? There's a church where you are truly welcome. Cedar Falls United Church of Christ follows the radical hospitality of Jesus, welcoming all persons into our midst without regard to race, age, gender, sexual orientation, gender expression, physical or mental abilities, marital standing, or family structure, we would love to show you that being a Christian does not mean being closed-minded or judgmental. When we say, all are welcome, 
we really mean it. You know, what jumps out at me right there is, is, is this is a common strategy when they're trying to push the uh, sodomite agenda. Regardless of race or gender, okay, let's stop right there. Every church I know of doesn't care if you're male or female when you come in. Every church I know of doesn't care what color you are, what your ethnicity is. These are immutable characteristics. There's nothing inherently sinful about any of these things. But then, in your mind, since you started this off, now you're going to go ahead and lump sinful behaviors in with these immutable characteristics. They're trying to say that other churches are racist, but we're not, but we invite these other people in with sinful behavior. So they're trying to put in our minds that everything lumps together into one thing, when in fact it doesn't. Most of the stuff they're talking about, I think most churches would ascribe to. But when you talk about bringing sin in and normalizing it and trying to make you feel welcome and happy in your sin as you walk towards hell, unrepentant, unsaved, there's something really wrong with that. And that is not a church of God. That is a church that's taken over by Satan. Right. And that's, you know, here's the issue. We don't have any issue with you coming into our church with any sin. I will openly invite you to come to our church. I would love to have you. Because here's the thing I guarantee, you're going to hear the gospel presented. I will preach the gospel. You'll hear the gospel. Here's the thing. You're going to be probably offended, but not because I'm sitting here trying to offend you, but because I'm telling you the truth. And the Holy Spirit convicts you. Mm. And the Word of God cuts you deep because... The Word of God is sharper than a two-edged sword, piercing even between the, the soul and the spirit. I mean, it, it, that, that's how it works. Because we want you to come as you are, because you can't come any other way. Exactly You can't come right. how you're not. Come as you are. But then, here's the thing. Don't stay as you are. And this goes for anybody. This goes for a Christian. This goes for a non-Christian. This goes for somebody who's caught up in sexual sin. This goes for somebody who's not caught up in sexual sin. Don't leave church how you are. Leave church more like Christ. That's well, our goal. Well, every one of us that, that's come to knowledge of Christ had to be confronted with our sins. We had to, you know, you realize that you have to admit to it. Yes, I am a sinner. I'm in desperate need of a Savior. I can't be good enough on my own that I'm going to go to hell. And that's what I deserve. God should send me there right now and I deserve it. But he doesn't. He chooses to give me the grace, love, and mercy and offers me the option of saying, my son died on the cross to take your sins away if you'll but turn from them. This is what you need to hear. If you're offended by that, good, then the message is starting to soak in. If you're being convicted of it, praise God, that's what needs to happen. So you can be washed free of the sin and the guilt and all those things that are destroying you. That's all it's doing. And what we're trying to do is, is say that a church that claims to be a church of God and yet disregards the biblical teachings and, and the way of salvation and the, re, and the need for a Savior. Because when you say sin's okay, you don't need a Savior anymore. Christ died for nothing. You can't admire Christ and, and well, I love Christ. You know, he's a really a good guy. Calling it his radical hospi hospitality, Christ indeed went in among sinners. Always with the call of repentance, though. That was the whole thing. It wasn't to accept them in their sin. It was to meet them in their sin and tell them there's another better way that's going to lead them from their sin to eternal life. So now you got to help me out here with this, Patrick, because I, and maybe... Maybe you guys listening are going to have to help us out with this because I, I don't know, maybe maybe Patrick's going to have the same confusion that I have on this one. So, I mean, I, I understand some of these things that they're saying. Like I, like I get it, okay? I'm, I'm, not, I, I'm not stupid. I understand there's liberal churches out there and they're going to do dumb things and say dumb things. I get it. We, we call them out all the time, okay? Uh, you know, the whole idea of, okay, I know what they're saying with sexual orientation, with gender expression, 
um, about race. Uh, you know, uh, when they go and they say uh, marital standing uh, or family structure, you know, I, I, I get those kind of things what they're saying. Here, you know, the family structure, they're, they're going to the idea of either homosexuality or a single mother or something like that. They're saying, you know, that, that you don't need to be judged here and that kind of a thing. That's what they're saying, you know, marital standing, you know, divorce, not divorced, fornicating, whatever. You know, they're saying, okay, I, I get that. Mm -hmm. you, you know, gender expression, okay, if you're biologically a male and you're confused and think you're a female and, and you're transgender, you know, hey, that that's fun. We... we that's fine. Sorry, is what they say. Uh, we 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 cater to delusions. You know, I understand that's what they're saying here. Mm -hmm. Sexual orientation. You know, I get that. They're they're open to bisexual, transsexual, pansexual. I don't even know if those are all words, but I just kind of figured if you start, they made them words. Yeah, I, think. I mean, yeah. coffee sexual. You know, TV sexual. I, I don't. Okay, those are ones I'm making up. Yeah, okay. those I hadn't heard of. Uh, but they've got some in here that I'm going. Wait, what? And like, I understand these words, but are there people who actually like don't show hospitality to this? Like, okay. Age. Yeah. <laughs> we, well, don't, we don't care what your age is. Like, I mean, what is this a Lego box? Once you turn a hundred years old, you can no longer play with Legos. I've never heard of that one before. That's, yeah. that's pretty, uh, I'm sorry. You're, you're too old for our church. Nope. Nope. Uh, 16 too young, too young. What? It's funny how again how they try to throw everything together and lump it into one thing so that if you are against one thing you're against all of these things. That's what they're trying to say. If if you think one of these is sin, all these you must be a sin. You're a horrible person and yeah, that's the the real question here is what's their authority? Well, My authority as a Christian is the Bible. That's well, that's the, that's the ultimate authority. That's uh, God's word. Absolutely. But they got a couple other ones here that are just oh, let's wild see. and crazy. Okay. Physical or mental abilities? Yeah, I he, probably could be thrown out of a few churches on that. But, <laughs> but, 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 but no, okay, so, so, so we'll go with the physical abilities. First of all, here we'll, we'll go to the, to the lesser and then we'll go to the stronger. Are you saying that you're a handicap-accessible church? Like, that's a weird way to say that. Yeah. And, or it, or, that's or what, what, you're saying you've got really high ceilings, so if you're, if you're Shaquille O'Neal, you're not going to bump your head? What, like, is that what you're saying? Yeah, I... Like I, I don't get the whole f physical abilities. Like like what you're you're really fast and and we like fast people in our church. But if you're really slow, we like slow people in our church too. Is this what? physical and mental disabilities? Yeah, yeah, regardless it, of physical and mental disabilities. Uh, mental abilities, not disabilities, mental. just just abilities. Whatever mental abilities are yeah. physical, with regardless of physical abilities. Yeah. So so mm -hmm. if if people are 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 special, you're you're going and saying like that. That's okay. We invite them in. Well, I've never seen a church be like, no. I've seen people coming in wheelchairs, using walkers, canes, uh, assisted with oxygen. There's all sorts of things. I've never seen anybody bat an eye about that. Yeah, I, I, and like I said here, I'm not trying to make a big deal about this, but I'm just going like... It's it, odd to see that. Right, that, that's just a... Like, I, I read that and I'm like going, what? what? So, so, so they say all this stuff. It's very intentional in what they're saying and how they worded this. And I'm going, I'm just trying to sit here and figure out how in the world do these things get put in here? Because I'm going, I've never seen anybody be well, ah, you use a wheelchair? No, mm -mm, we don't like you. You use a wheelchair. Yeah. I... Ah, you're, you're, you're 27? We like 28-year-olds. We like 26-year-olds, but we don't take 27-year-olds. 
it actually is funny where they try to overemphasize you know these different points to the point of putting some ridiculous things in there that are never an issue in any church let but they put those in there to kind of bring your guard down how about they just put in there those things where they you know most churches don't care about any of that stuff the top the things they're really trying to cover for are the uh, transvestite, the sodomite stuff is really what they're they're trying to cover for. And, right. And, and it's, it, I mean, the, the people recognize that. And what they're saying is, you can come to our church, and we're going to accept you as you are. Okay, great. And we're not going to do anything to try to persuade you to be any different. We'll let you, since you're under the delusion of whatever, maybe you're a male thinking you're a female, we're also going to give you the added-on delusion that you can be that way and be a Christian. That's just as strong a delusion and just as wrong. Right, and these are absolutely crazy things when we look at this, and these are the kind of things that are happening at at, at churches all over, and uh, that's alarming. uh, This is a major problem. This is why, look, you need to be going to a solid church. I'm just going to come out and say it. Mm -hmm. Don't go to a church that doesn't stand against sin. Okay, you need to go to a church that stands against sin because otherwise you're going to end up in this fluffy duffy uh, stuff where where it's it's going out and it's it, it's seeker friendly but really it's not seeker friendly it's sin friendly that's a better expression that's yep. that's really what these churches should be called are sin friendly churches now understand something we should all be friendly to sinners mm. but the friendly thing to do to sinners is to tell them that their sin is sin and you know, and that's not my opinion or Pastor Sam's opinion. That's God's opinion, as put down in His Word. Any church or any pastor or any person claiming to be a Christian and tells you something in defiance of the Bible is lying to you. That's a false teaching or false teacher. What they're doing is Satan's work. They're trying to convince you to stay out of the sin. Or they're telling you the Bible now is illegitimate, that somehow they are a higher moral authority than God. Now that's pretty ridiculous too to think about it. But no more ridiculous than what we just read in this obvious plea to bring people into the church to give you again the delusion that you can be a christian and live however you want to doesn't matter there's really no holiness standard god doesn't care you can be a christian as long as you say you're a christian well in the world that claims all kinds of things that i can be whatever color i want to be whatever gender i want to be whatever i want to be simply by thinking and believing that doesn't alter the reality of how god has put things together what his expectations are your feelings they want to soothe I guarantee you those feelings will not be soothed when you stand before God in judgment if you die and repent in your sin. And that's why we're pleading with you not to fall for this stuff. That's absolutely right. We need to be pleading with people to not fall for this stuff, to not fall into sin. But if you've been listening to the Shining Light Podcast and you enjoy what you're listening to, first of all, go over to theshininglightministries.com. You can find out where to follow us on iTunes, Google Play, all kinds of stuff. But we also have another offer for you, and that is is that if you go to socialinjusticebook.com, socialinjusticebook.com, you can pre-order your book, your very own copy of Social Injustice. And if you use the code SAM or Patrick, S-A-M or however you spell Patrick, you can <laughs> go and use that. I had a really good uh, good thing going until I did that. But, but you can go and use that and you can get a free audio book of, social inju- of the Social Injustice book. But once again, that's 
socialinjusticebook.com. Go ahead and order it. I believe it's uh, $20 plus shipping and handling, but you need to go do that. Use the code, get your free book. It, it, it's going to be great. I, I had like a really good infomercial going on there. I, it, I was, it's wonderful. I embraced my inner... Now, the great thing is Pastor Sam writes a chapter in this book, and so do I. And in the audiobook, we each read our chapter. So out of the, I believe, 12 authors... Each author reads a chapter and assigned to them. So each uh, you'll be getting to read their words in the book, but you'll get to hear their voice in the audio book. So that'll be out um, probably late summer. Yeah. And it, it's, it's dealing with exactly this kind of church. This is a social justice church. Oh, absolutely. That's exactly what it's screaming. Absolutely. Is we're a social justice church. Our book, Social Injustice, points out the biblical reasons why this is not right, points out even some of the historical reasons, uh, just the common sense reasons, uh, it's a very uh, thorough book on the topic of social justice, exactly the opposite of this church. Right. And and by the way, with the social justice or, or social injustice book that uh, that's coming out, and once again, that's socialinjusticebook.com that you need to go check out. Um, there's going to be authors in there, not just me, not just Patrick. Patrick also writes a, a chapter in that. And that I know that's enough for you guys to go check it out. That's enough for you guys to probably oh. buy seven copies right oh, there. Oh, absolutely. But there's also... These guys who you probably have never heard of because they're, they're little names like Brandon House and Andy Woods. I mean, you know, it's not like they got national radio shows or a presidents of some... Oh. It actually is. They are. That's right. They do. They do. I mean, big names here. Brandon House, national radio host, uh, has his TV show, founder of Worldview Weekends. He, he's got that. You've got Andy Woods who... Uh, is an author, has authored several books. By the way, if you liked our series on dispensationalism, he's probably one of the, the loudest and, and, and best voices for dispensationalism today. And, and he is the uh, president of Chafer Seminary. Uh, also, though, you've got guys like Ken Peters, the founder of Church at Planned Parenthood, the Church at Planned Parenthood. You've got guys like Thomas Littleton, the founder of 30piecesofsilver.org. Yeah, I think it's .org. And, and, and uh, I mean, on top of this here, he is just, oh, he is one of the greatest researchers right now. Yeah, and just really thorough and has been doing this for a long time. Pastor himself, Dr. Mike Spaulding, mm-hmm. Soaring Eagle Radio, um, author, great guy. We've interviewed him on this podcast a couple of times, I believe. Um, Jeff Dornick at Gatekeepers. Um, what I mean, he has his own podcast going, been doing a lot of things, going to be doing a lot more things. You got to check out Gatekeepers too, um, and, and a lot of other people. Uh, we don't have time to, to go over everybody, but every author is a quality person, knows this, the subject matter that there's going to be writing their chapters on. Um, it's I've I've read my chapter, <laughs> and I've read your chapter, Sam, and Ch- Sam's chapter is excellent. Uh, just on what I've read, I, I hope everybody else can kind of hold up to. To, to keep you know their part, and I know they will. Um, this book is, is really going to be good and, and a great reference manual for you. So um, I'm really excited about it. Not because I wrote it, but because I believe God is making this project go forward so that the, sh- the light of truth is going to be shined on this subject of social justice. Right, which that is the goal of the Shining Light podcast, is to go into shine light into darkness. And one of the darkness that we do see are these social justice churches, and, and this is one of them here. As it says, once again, let me read it for you here. This is the, a sponsored ad from Cedar Falls United Church of Christ. And it says, Have you heard? 
There's a church where you are truly welcome. Cedar Falls United Church of Christ follows the radical hospitality of Jesus, welcoming all persons into our midst without regard to race, age, gender, sexual orientation, gender expression, physical or mental abilities, marital standing, or family structure. We would love to show you that being a Christian doesn't mean being close-minded or judgmental. When we say all are welcome, we really mean it. Now, here's a question for you, Patrick. Does being a Christian really mean not being closed-minded? Are Christians open or closed-minded, according to the Bible? Well, we have certainly God's standards are set before us. So the world wants to call that closed-minded that we won't consider anything else. Well, why would we when we have the truth of God to consider something against God's word to be something legitimate or true when we know it's not to be compared to God's word? So closed-minded you know, narrow-minded, we're judgmental. Well, every day we, we exercise, we hope, good, good judgment, and a Christian should exercise godly judgment in, in everything. And, of course, that again goes back to using the Bible as foundational to our understanding of what's true and what's not true. So um, th- these are words the world throws at people that have standards. They want to destroy standards, so you're closed-minded, you're judgmental. We are to judge right from wrong. We're to know right from wrong. God wouldn't have spent so much time in the Bible telling us the difference between right and wrong if somehow we're supposed to, on one hand, know it but not be able to speak it or to discern it or to, in a public discussion, talk about what's right and wrong. It's not my standard. It's God's standard. And I'm to know that standard, and every Christian should. And every non-believer needs to know that standard, too, because that's the standard we're going to be held accountable for. Right. And it's, you know, the Bible does tell us quite a bit about this idea of narrow is the way that leads to life. Life mm-hmm. brought us the path that leads to destruction. Christians are close-minded. Like, understand this. Real Christians are close-minded because Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. My mind is closed to all other ways of salvation outside of Jesus. Here's the issue. If your mind isn't closed, to all other ways outside of Jesus, or to salvation outside of Jesus, then you're not a Christian. You're a universalist well, or a something else. Definition of liberal is, in one of the definitions, is open-minded, open to all other things, you know, not, not given to orthodoxy or, or bound by those traditions. Well, the traditions and orthodoxy we're talking about are Christianity. If you're not bound by those, if you're open-minded, then that means you've dismissed them because, as you said, Christ Jesus is exclusive. The Bible is very exclusive and it says the way to go to salvation. If you reject that exclusiveness, then you're open to everything else. And everything else comes from Satan. Everything else is a lie. Everything else takes you away from that one truth that can save you. He doesn't care which other truth you think is going to find your way to salvation. Every path and does lead, as the world will tell you, and the universals will tell you, well, every path leads to God. And I agree with that. Every path does lead to God. All other paths other than Jesus lead to God as your judge. Only through Christ Jesus are you led on the path to your Savior. Right, absolutely. That that is that is so important to understand is that every path we do take, it does lead us to God. It's just it's either God is our Savior or God is our judge. Yep. And the problem when we we look at churches like this and what they're saying here 
is that they're they're trying to present this idea that truth is not exclusive, that, that your truth, your morality, your choice for how you're living is okay. The problem is, is that's not how the Bible works. That's not how God works. That's not how this world works. Truth, by definition, is exclusive. And as it is exclusive, there is a specific way that we are to live. There's a specific set of morals. There is a right. There is a wrong, and it's defined in the Word of God, and these people are going and rejecting the Word of God. That's a a major issue. Now, I do want to talk about one more thing here before we close up, and that is, what in the world is it talking about here, the radical hospitality of Jesus? Yeah, and that's exactly right. So, supposedly, to these people's mind, Jesus was a guy that, that, you know, a friend of sinners, and he hung out with sinners. And they're taking this to mean that, well, since Christ hung out with sinners, he obviously was okay with, with sinners or sin or whatever else. He's just hanging out with them and affirming it and telling them everything's okay. I don't know what he was doing, maybe just eating with them or whatever they think his purpose was. But the Bible specifically talks about when Jesus went to sinners. The, the purpose was to bring them the truth of knowledge of their sin and to call them to repentance. That's exactly. Now, radical hospitality of these people is not that. They're never talking about repentance. You, you'll see that. Never do they talk about repentance. But that's what Christ's purpose was. That's what his ministry was about. That's what he's told his disciples to do, the called the world and people to repentance, to make disciples. And of course, to be disciples, to make disciples, you first have to be saved. And to be saved, you have to repent of your sins. So this radical hospitality, you keep hearing this word radical from these people. What's radical is the radical departure from the Bible and what they're teaching. That's a pretty good uh, way to put that out there with with where they're radical. And, you know, my mind also goes to this idea of hospitality, the radical hospitality of Jesus, is that when we talk about Jesus, and we talk about him going, and just as you mentioned, Patrick, the idea of him staying with sinners, it wasn't him being hospitable. It was the sinners being hospitable. This is the anti-Great Commission This is the non-Great Commission. Now, understand something here. I don't mind unsaved people coming into the church. I I consistently, uh, meticulously, constantly preach the gospel in in a salvation way, present the idea of being saved. I, I, I do that constantly when I preach. But understand something. The Great Commission isn't inviting people to church. It's not inviting sinners to church. It's not saying, hey, sinner, come here. It's going to the sinner. Go ye therefore. Mm-hmm. Jesus' radical hospitality. That's not what this is talking about. That's not what the Bible's talking about. Jesus' interactions with sinners wasn't Jesus inviting the sinners into his home. It's the idea of him going to the sinners and saying, you need to invite me into your heart. That's a great point. So they, they completely don't even have even kind of their theology right. I mean, this is this is tough stuff because I sit here and I'm going, guys, have you thought about what you're saying? They have. And unfortunately, they've gone to their worldly, secular influences, and that's who they're trying to impress. They're trying to impress, frankly, their father, which is the devil. That's who they're trying to impress. That's who they're trying to have radical hospitality for is sin and their father, Satan. Well, realize a lost soul can't lead you to Christ when they themselves don't know who he is. You can't go to, and a lot of people go to church on Sunday to hear a lost man or now 
<laughs> lost woman preach. That's a different topic. But um, the lost, the blind leading the blind, they're both going to fall in the ditch. You're not going to find salvation by accident. It's exclusive. It's through the one man, Jesus Christ, the God man, Jesus Christ. That's a great note to end on right there. Salvation is found in Christ and Christ alone. We need to go and present Christ, raise him up. We need to shine light onto darkness. We need to expose the works of darkness. For the Shining Light Podcast, this is Pastor Sam. And Patrick, no compromise with Evil Wyatt. Have a great day. You hear him talking about evolution. I saw some